The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Well, he says he's your son, and he just overthrew you with a violent coup, in which you and your wife were stabbed to death. Yeah, I picked up on that. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho! (laughs) (laughs) What do you think we should do now, Aegis? Item one on the (laughs) to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) To-do. Kill Marcus. This guy bores me. Yeah, he bores me too. All right, I'm just going to pluck out one of his eyeballs. Yes, yes, (laughs) pull out his eyeball. His goal was to take over this town. He believes that running this town in place of Aegis is his birthright. I really want to try. Like, what would you like to try? I want to feed him a magic bean. On a roll of 31 to 40 from the bag of magic beans, <laughs> a campfire with blue flames springs forth and burns for 24 hours or until it is extinguished. <laughs> Do you get, are you just bringing the head or not? Yeah. I'm going to throw the head in the portable hole. All right. I'm alive. Surprise. And I killed that guy. Double surprise. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Jeff Dude, you've got Perkins, you've got Grace, you've got Starfish, Hot Dog Flavored Water, The Wolf, (laughs) and yourselves. And you need to decide what to do from here. Man, you pooped your pants. You know what? You know, the (laughs) most interesting tidbit about Batman that I've heard recently. Not that. That's not the most interesting. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, apparently Jessica Beale was pregnant not too uh, long ago, or maybe isn't anymore. Or I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was an online petition to to have her name her kid Batmo. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> so that it would be Batmobile, which I think is amazing and is way more interesting to me than the than, kid's last name the, be Timberlake than the Batawang. Batawang, Batmo Timberlake. Oh wait, is that who she's with or whatever? Not really good at knowing what famous people are doing. Batmobile Timberlake. That would be a great (laughs) hyphenated name. My name is Batmobile Timberlake. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great.
<laughs> I mean, if there's other people naming their kids, what was it, like, Inspector Doctor or whatever, like, come on, man. Was that Nick Cage? Uh, I don't Nick Cage's kid had a funny name. I thought it was the dude from the Clerks movie or whatever. Kevin Smith? No. Kevin Smith's like, kid's name is Harley Quinn. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. Wow. That's dedication right there. Well, anywho, interesting tidbits about Batman, his penis, and other people's names aside. Um, and now that's the name of a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode of All Things Considered, we talk about <laughs> Batman's penis. The Batawang. <laughs> Man, that, that could be it right there, just Batawang. Batawang. <laughs> na 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 Batawang. So you guys are at this tower. Let's say it's early evening time. In the morning, you're going to settle out and, you know, go back to living your lives and all the rest of this stuff. And you got this crowd of people you got to figure out what to do with. And, uh, you know, they're just kind of checking in with you guys and seeing what's going on. Daph, like I said, clearly wants to go back to, you know, her father and a life of rich. Are we just going to talk about the one item we got? Oh, God damn it. Kolvik, what did you pick up? Um, out of this uh, cool loot room, I picked up a stone of good luck. It's just like it sounds. It's a stone that will give me good luck. I get plus one ability to saving throws. Uh, plus one to ability and saving throws. And so that'll come in handy to those stats. He just just had like a bunch of rocks in a room. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of what this is sounding like. Everybody got a rock. <laughs> 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 like just this weird old man that's like, oh, thanks for saving my life, guys. Let me take a look through my rock collection. <laughs> you can take any one you like. <laughs> oh, that, that that's that's a good choice right there. Well, uh, let me tell you about when I found that. <laughs> Roscoe. All right. So mine is a ring. Is that right? Yeah. The ring of what? The ring of X-ray, X-ray vision. vision. Oh, it's a lame name. <laughs> What would you like anyway. to call it? <laughs> yeah, the ring of see through stuff? Start to tell the what it ring does. of Batman's penis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it allows me to see through walls up to 30 feet. Is that like a single use per day thing or is it like a passive skill that's always on? It's a single use per long rest. It's got like a command word you activate. Um, if you try and activate it more than once in between, you can, but you have to you have like potentially get exhausted by doing that. How long does it last for? Uh, one minute. One minute that's pretty cool what are you gonna what do you think you're gonna use it for good only good only call it the ring of penetrating vision (laughs) maybe how do you activate it is there a magic word uh it is a command word and uh i'd say you guys have uh, had some good luck with coming up with those in the past plube is taken by the way i hate to like penetrate (laughs) penetrate That's going to be weird. (laughs) I want you to come up with like a little rhyme for it. Rhymes with penetrate. Wait a second. Cannot wait to penetrate. (laughs) Castrate. Magic ring, I cannot wait. Please help me penetrate. It's not the right number of syllables, but it's a working title. (laughs) The The working rhyme. I need your help to penetrate. There's a, a website that Pen, uh, trait. We need a three-syllable word. Three-syllable. Well, there's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. Amputate. Penestrate. <laughs> Co- copulate. 
Cancer mate. Pretty much anything that ends in eight. Yeah. Will a bait. <laughs> Masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> Ma- marinate. <laughs> oh god, there's that. That's a really, it's a good track right there. Something about like magic. <sighs> Ring I need to masturbate. Something about this wall penetrate. Help my vision penetrate. Urinate. We can <laughs> we can we can table this yeah. for now. Let's... We can park this. Put this in the parking lot. We'll come back and revisit yeah. it. I'm trying, I was just like looking at Roscoe's face, just trying to think of what he's thinking of, and all I can think of is like baby shark do do do, and just like just wheels turning, getting distracted, inseminate. How come they're all dirty? Are all the eight words dirty? I guess so. Contemplate. How about that? Marinate. Exasperate. Alexander the Great. Calcium carbonate. Please well, don't. you can come up with a word. The, f- the first time you activate it, you'll have to come up with a word. <laughs> Quick, use the ring. I can't. Uh, um, I have writer's block. <laughs> Tomato concentrate. <laughs> that's, that's an excellent command word. Like the capital of Kuwait. <laughs> Man, yeah. is disgusted. All right, I think, I think we're done with this one. Unless you would like to reinvigorate the conversation. Oh! Ooh. <clears throat> Jeez, what are we at an improv comedy shop here? Just beat that joke until it's dead. Really hurt my fingers doing that rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the edge of this table is pretty sharp. That's your little collection of magical items that you had taken from Aegis as he offered those in payment for saving his life. I don't, not saving it. Really, like... Restoring it. Yeah. Brought him back to life. Mm -hmm. And we made it so... Well, we found out that um, his wife cannot really be saved, right? She was... We don't know. pieces, and so... Because that... She was cut up pretty good, and Mm -hmm. you also made zero effort to find her, so... Yeah. I mean, we we actually don't... We actually (laughs) don't know. He just... Mark had just said that he got rid of her, and we didn't really ask questions, so... We don't want to get a stone heart thing on our hands. What? We don't want a Lady Stoneheart thing on our hands. Yeah. I don't get that reference. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Book uh, uh. Anywho. Anywho. So, wifeless, which, you know, I'm pretty sure Aegis will figure out how to negotiate that for better, better or worse. Wifeless than lifeless, right? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, there you guys are, being all alive, and Aegis being all alive at the tower. And Daph is like, hey, escort me back tomorrow morning. She's actually kind of pushing for you guys to do the, uh... Oh, fuck me. She's not pushing for that. <laughs> She's actually kind of pushing for you guys to do the, the sanctuary spell, because she wants to get back there right away, but... Did we re whatever it takes to create the sanctuary spell. We only have it inside the building up our place. Oh, is it still there? Yes. Okay. Uh, it, would have, it would take like a bit of time to make a new ritual to put it in somewhere else. Can we just tell this lady to like, walk home? How long has it been since? <laughs> You're just going to kick her to the curb? Well, yeah. How long has it been now since the Marcus thing? Either she walks home or we have beginning. to walk home. Um. So, since the Marcus incident at this point, it's been... 
Had to be at least three days, because it takes us three days to get to the tower. Yeah, and you've gone back to the tower twice now, and there was like, you know, the events sort of of the day, so let's just say it's been seven days since it, it actually happened. Right. I have a alternate identity, whatever you call it, made to be a ranking soldier in the army. Oh, what's his name? Pernelius Hubert? What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did you roll that up? I was going to go with Biggest Dickus, but. <laughs> <laughs> bring up Parnelius Hubert. Oh my gosh. Yep, it's Parnelius Hubert. Parnelius <laughs> Hubert. Uh, what, what rank is Mr. Hubert? Um, semi high. I don't know the ranking system. Uh, let's just go ahead and call this the same as like. U.S. military sort of ranks. So let's say I am a colonel. Colonel. Colonel, colonel, colonel Cornelius. Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say we escort Daff back to town with me as Parnelius. And what I would like to do is to take a squad of soldiers from the town. Because the soldiers are all left, right? Yeah, they'd all still be there. So I would take a small squad and I would assign them to guard our tower and our people. Oh. Is that something the DM will allow? I mean, you can do those things. You can There may be other considerations that would go into that, like how are they going to eat and shit like that, but like if, I, I don't think that a soldier would be like, like if you were like, hey soldier, you just live here now. Like, I don't know that that would be an order that they would accept, but I would have them build like a little small barracks. Like I'm talking like a little squad of like six. Like five foot soldiers and say a captain. And, all right, this is your outpost, built a little barracks. And we have lots of money. I would leave them like a, a thousand gold is a lot of money, right? Yeah, it is. Like they could run their little outpost for quite a while on a thousand gold. Yeah. If they're trustworthy. I would assume they are. Because my thought is we're going to, like, I'm, we I'm can't, pretty trustworthy too, unless you give me a million dollars. We can't just <laughs> leave uh, all these worthless pieces of shit here, like out in the woods with my daughter. With no protection. Well, so let's explore the... I, I mean, I really dig this idea. And, like, I had a bunch of things just go off in my head about, like, they just start building their own little town and whatever else. But, so, Aegis is back in charge of the town. And, yeah, maybe he's got some traders he's going to have to root out and, like, rebuild some loyalties and some other things. But, like, shit's going to be back to normal in not too terribly long of a time. There is the shop in town, your guys' shop, which, like... It's kind of, you know, busted up at this point because they've been rooting through it. You know, the townspeople and soldiers and whatever, but, like, it's still a serviceable building. Mm -hmm. um, Perkins has a house in town. Uh, Jeff Dude doesn't have a place necessarily to live unless you guys say so, but... He doesn't really care, though, I don't think. No, Jeff Dude's pretty just, just going with the flow. Right now, he might not go with the flow or try to change the direction of the flow later. But at the moment, he doesn't really have anything specific that he's bringing up with you guys. He's just kind of sitting off on the corner, just being, you know, I mean, also, quiet with himself. We're we're planning on taking everybody with us, are we? I think that's we're the plan. Roll with a big caravan. I think that's what we're doing, right? Is that what we're doing? I feel like I that's what we're doing. I want the whole game to be one big escort mission. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just walk walk at running speed or walking speed? <laughs> running speed or walking speed? Walking. <laughs> Um, well, we have no idea where we're going is the thing. Like, well, yeah. we're just going to go south and like, we're going to be going that way for a long time. So, I mean, 
do you just like leave your daughter and you leave? You know, Jeff how dude? far away is the like elf village or whatever where the shapeshifters live? The, that is not only south, but is like just a couple days journey that way. All right, we leave Grace with her grandma. Not a bad plan. So you guys talk through and you make your your sets of plans and whatnot. I did really like the soldier idea, by the way, but well, maybe next time. So Daff really just wants to go home and back to the normal, comfortable life that she's got. Meet her new mom that she probably already has back in town. Uh, Perkins wants to go back to his relatively normal life of, you know, at least the town where he lives and has all of his stuff. Grace kind of wants to go with you guys. Like, you are family to her, and yeah, Perkins is as well, but uh, she has expressed a desire to accompany you. And while you guys are kind of talking all this through, because I would imagine you're probably arguing with Grace at this point, saying like, no, you can't come with us. And Jeff Dude kind of comes over and speaks up, and he expresses the opinion that he would like to return to his hometown. He has no idea how long it's been since he's been there, really. He doesn't know if he's got any relatives left. Uh, But he'd like to go, you know, kind of pick up his own life again. Perkins is... A little downcast about that, but... So, like, what's there to pick up, man? Like, he's been... Does he actually have, like, a... Yeah, he wasn't... I think, like, I was really mixed metaphor about, like, how long he was down there, but in the end, it was only, like, maybe, like, 30 or 50 years or something like that. So, there may not be, like, living relatives that he knew, like his parents and stuff, but there'll be descendants there, most likely. Okay. Where is his hometown? I'll ask him. His hometown is... His hometown is... Jeff Dude is originally from the town of Bricklewhite. And that is probably about a week's journey to the southeast. Bricklewhite? Sounds made up. <laughs> Someone made it up. I don't think you have a home, Jeff Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at a building and there's bricks and it's white. Pickle! <laughs> white. Of course. Kaiser Sozing. <laughs> Cuts over to Melvin as he's dropping the coffee cup. <laughs> um, well, Jeff, dude, it's like your life, man. So, do you... Do you know the way home? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he like, he's willing to go on his own. He's willing to, you know, obviously he'd prefer out in these wild lands to have some kind of an escort to get there but if, if you guys want to just point him in the direction let's say he's out willing of to go. consideration for his help and just how he's been around the house I would purchase a horse for him if he'd like a, a ride out it doesn't sound like we're in consensus that we'd actually take him there but I not a fancy horse <laughs> I mean, maybe a mule if he's lucky maybe like like a what do, what do they call it like the the former leased vehicles or like it was part of a rental fleet it was a <laughs> Yeah, like, a, you know they changed a, the oil and everything, but, like, it's had some weird stuff happen to it. It's a lemon. I don't know. How do you guys feel? Should we... How much do we care about Jeff Dude at this point? Do we... Are we really concerned that he gets home okay, or... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like we really cared about him a whole lot. I know I mean, I we, I've been living with you guys for months. I mean, we like Jeff Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but do we really like him? But we don't love him. What? That was actually one of the previous lines. He's around, not valued. <laughs> I'll flip him a gold coin. <laughs> Good luck. Take your ease. I'm going to 
buy him a nice rug to remember us by. A nice rug? Yeah. I'm not really tied to the room together. <laughs> oh yeah, the horse. No rug. A horse, a nice rug, and one gold. <laughs> one rug. Uh, 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 uh. Been real, Jeff. Good so. Luck to ye. Say so this conversation transpires. It's a it's a really weird, awkward conversation because, like, you know, Grace is pretty accustomed to you guys. Perkins is a little like, like, is he saying this like, kind of assuming like we're gonna come and escort him or I, like? I think he like, was assuming, yeah. Yeah, he I might have been as, go home. Well, go right, man. Check your privilege, bro. So he's uh. You know, he's not totally put out by it. He's, you know, it takes him a moment to adjust to the shock, but he's he's a pretty chill bro. So like, you know, it wasn't an expectation; it was just an ask. Did he? Did he ask? Did he? Oh yeah, he definitely asked you guys to like escort him back to his town. Well, uh, all right. He actually asked us. I already told him uh, I have a horse. Let's take him to his fucking town. <laughs> Do you say that out loud to him? Yeah. <laughs> There was a lot of really weird conversation, and then like, oh wait, but he did ask, <laughs> and then that changed everything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like our friend with the pain in the ass. Like it's like he asked us. I mean, he, in a way, just asked us to help him move. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, fucking Jeff, dude's got so many records. <laughs> Fuck that guy. All he got is this fucking hatchback, man, and he got a truck. <laughs> Really appreciate it if you could help me out, bro. And he doesn't even give you gas money. You're gonna, you're gonna show up and like none of his clothes are packed. He's <laughs> sitting with a big bong on the coffee table. <laughs> you gonna pack that thing? Oh yeah, I am. Got all of those important rocks and <laughs> leather pieces. All right, Jeff. Well, let's. Um, what direction is Brickle White? It is southeast. Well, it's kind of in the direction we're going, I guess. Yeah. All right. I feel a little bit better about this. That it's not super far out of the way? Right. Like, if he was like, northwest. So, now that we're heading out, I mean, we have our war horses. Does he get a horse or is he just walking? We got him a horse. Yeah, you said you were going to buy him a horse. Oh, I thought you I mean, on the... (laughs) He was going to go alone, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I'll still get him a horse. Okay. Low budget horse. Low budget. So, let's... uh, let's, um, What's the right word here? We'll, we'll just cut scene over to, it's the next morning, you guys have gotten back to, you've gotten back to your place, and Perkins is like, oh, what a, what, a, what a mess, you know, and he's like, starts cleaning things up and reorganizing the house, and Daph is, like, you guys get into town, and she's just like, basically, not, not like a full-on fuck-off or anything like that, but as soon as you guys get into the town borders, she's just like, books at home for dad. Might be considered rude, but she's not trying to be rude. She's just really excited that, like, her father is still alive. Reasonably, un, uh, I would say. Um, so she takes off. You guys escort Perkins back. He's cleaning up. And Grace is there. And, like, Perkins is like, all right, well, I'll hang on to Grace. We'll do the cleanup here. You guys have this magical spell that you can come back anytime. Please don't just abandon me to raise this little girl forever. But I understand that you have bigger and greater adventures to go on. Do our best, Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> and thus you are conveniently released of all previous adventure ties to start a whole new chapter. We love you, Perkins. Right <laughs> <laughs> and grace. <laughs> <laughs> 
Goodbye, Perkins. We love you. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to do? Check on blah, blah, blah. Anything else in town here? Or, uh... Well, in the back of my mind, I did have um, I uh, send my parents off to an unknown place. But for now, I almost feel it's safer that they're just knowing that they're in a safe place. And I would at some point want to go back and find out where they are. But right now, I think I'll just leave that worry to my God and know that they're safe. Would you say that you are praying about that? I would definitely be praying about that. Okay. Right on. Do Melvin, we... anything on your to-do list? Well, I'm just kind of thinking back. Did we ever pay Perkins a wage or anything like that? There was a quite a bit of discussion around how little it should be. But that was quite a few episodes ago. Maybe well, we should leave him a thousand gold. No, I was going to say, he should just rent out the office while we're gone. See if he can make some coin. Help support himself a little bit. From uh, adventuring manager to landlord. Yep. Maybe there'll be a little bit of cha-ching waiting for us if we ever make it back here. You can rent off the tower, too, if you want, Perkins. Yeah, there you go. The very, the very good real estate team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're back to that. Perkins has left the... I could just see all of us three on a sign in blazers, just with our best face on, <laughs> with a sign. Very good real estate team. Yeah, That's but in profile, but with our face. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our arms crossed, like all... Professional and shit. You can Fucking D and D Shark Tank. <laughs> Perkins, <laughs> pitch us your best idea for what you're gonna do while we're gone. While dripping with money juice. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, but I want a twenty percent stake. Make that money juice, Perkins. <laughs> that money. When we were gone, Perkins made that money juice. He was happy. We need the very good real estate simulator. Want to license it? Can we license it? <laughs> that's gonna. That's that's the whole point of this entire podcast. Is we've been trying to come up with a way to market our real estate video game <laughs> that we've been trying to come together. They're very very good real estate real very good realtors. New out out now and in TV. The very good house hunters. Will we shape your house? Get you open concept. <laughs> Is so, this the uh, load bears wall? <laughs> one of the other podcasts that I listen to is uh, is called Spout Lore, and they're a pretty funny group of people. And they've got this whole section where they're in like this fantasy mall, basically. And there's a bunch of gangs that run this mall um, and do bad things and entertaining things, etc. Oh man, I'm gonna screw up the name now. But one of the names of the gangs that they came up with on the fly was like the Hot Meat Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and so like they're talking with their producer or whoever's in the background and and he's <laughs> i don't i wish i could remember the exact context of the conversation but you just hear like it's available <laughs> <laughs> and it's the fucking website i'm really nervous to go to that website but i really want to see if they actually bought the domain and put it together there goes sam <laughs> it's available it's available that right there is a uh, incognito mode search if I were you. You know, but hey, missed opportunity for the porn industry. I wonder how much of the internet is owned. Like, how many of the total domain names out there are owned by just porn? Mm-hmm. Anything? By Pornelius Hubert. <laughs> Pornelius Hubert. Porn magnet. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not forget Pornelius. Uh, that's, a, that's an identity that I think we can find a use for later on. He founded Pornhub. 
Hello, VGAT fans. Welcome back, as always, to the adventures of the very good adventuring team. We're always glad to have you back. The very first piece of news for all of you is that we have ourselves a new patron. I am very happy to induct Mr. Seistrup into the VGAT Patron Hall of Fame this week. Mr. Seistrup joins the likes of Zach, Victor, Kathy, John, Jody, Chad, Brian, and Aaron as one of our most honored Patreon supporters as well as Bryant, Emily, and Expecto Steve, who supported us through Kofi. You folks are the friends of VGAT that help pay the bills and keep us from resorting to a life of crime or advertising to keep the show rolling. Thank you all so much. We are deeply grateful. If you are interested in helping support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash VGAT and sign on up. You can also find a link to that from our website, thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. No pressure, though. We're just super happy you're listening. Another update to share is that we're continuing to struggle through getting all of the podcast aggregator services to clean up the presentation of our show. I know we're having trouble with our episodes not showing up properly in several places. This has been during the strangely difficult process of getting moved over to HTTPS for all of our web stuff. But I assure all of you it is a worthy battle because it helps ensure you're getting only the purest of VGAT content, free of viruses and other impurities. The trouble is, when you make a free thing and distribute it through free services, they don't have a lot of employees dedicated to the customer service side of things. I promise, though, if you keep listening, I'll keep working on it. Thanks for being patient with us while we work this out. And that's all I've got to share for this week. Let us resume our adventuring. So you guys have reestablished base camp. Perkins and Grace are cleaning life back up and, you know, getting the property ready for rental. You've got Jeff Dude to escort home. Daff has made it back to where she's supposed to be. You got a, a cheap post-rental horse for Jeff Dude and you set out on the road. It takes you a handful of days to arrive at this town of Brickle White, but eventually you do get there. It's a pretty boring town rail, honestly. Um, there's not a lot going on here. It's just sort of like a country, uh, countryside little, I don't know what the fuck you call it. What do they call it when there's like a, a village in Maine and it's all peaceful and shit? Like what are they, like a hamlet? A hamlet, there we go. There, Brickle White is a peaceful hamlet out in the uh, Andan wilderness, southeastern Andan wilderness. Kind of look around. This kind of fits your personality, dude. <laughs> Pretty chill here. Not a lot going on. It takes you guys a, a little bit of time to find some relatives because, you know, houses have been bought and sold, farms have come and gone. But there is a, uh, a little group of cobblers in the town, shoemakers for those of you that don't know or didn't see the movie Coco, and they just happen to be the dudes. It is the, the dudes cobblery. and. They are like, holy shit, where have you been this whole time? And stories go back and forth, and, uh... Did he... what did he used to do? He was... lived in this town, he was a cobbler. Dude the cobbler. Jeff Dude the cobbler. Is he... what kind of shoes is he... is he wearing right now? Jordans. 
<laughs> Jordans. <laughs> Non-copyright infringing Jordans. Uh, Jeff Dude was uh, the best sandal craftsman of anyone in town. But not just like, not like flip-flops, like the like the kind that looked, that's all the fucking woven leather shit, you know, and the mm -hmm. Those are like the ugliest straps. sandals ever. Yeah, oh yeah. What? Are, what, are, what? There's gotta be a name for those, what are they? I want to say Birkenstock, but that's a brand. Those are like, I know what the, those are like the ones that just go over like your foot. But the, I know what you're talking about, but. So I just Googled ugly ass sandals. <laughs> Did it <laughs> come, come up, up immediately? immediately? No, the th number one result is a YouTube video and it's titled, Damn Jason, back at it again with those ugly ass sandals. <laughs> Jason who? I'm, well, we're going to find out. Jason of the ugly sandals? Uh, oh, uh, he's wearing the ugly ass sandals, but it's this, it's just some dude. Fucking Jason. It's some dude named Jason, and he's got these ugly ass sandals. Back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really weird. It was like 15 seconds, and they only showed the sandals once. Um, but yeah, there's some ugly ass sandals, but they are supremely comfortable. Uh, they are very well made. Um, Jeff Dude was a, it was an excellent cobbler. Like more comfortable than say like a pair of red Crocs. Mm, probably not. I don't think there's anything more comfortable than than a pair of red Crocs. Oh, you were looking to re up on your footwear. I maybe if there is a suitable upgrade available, then. Well, one of them things they are called Ciro's from. There's a maybe it's just a Dockers brand, but Ciro's oh. sandals. Dockers Ciro's images. Uh huh. Yeah, it's totally those things. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I mean, they do look comfortable. But are they plus one comfortable though? I don't think they're plus one comfortable. That's the key, right? Yeah. I think you see maybe a pair or two that look very comfortable, but nothing that looks plus one comfortable. The family is is overjoyed, by the way, to have great uncle Jeff Dude return to them, uh, and all of his hideous sandal. Uh, making experience so that they can rekindle their <laughs> reputation. <laughs> They're all like, oh, great. There <laughs> <laughs> we got the sandals again. Thought we were past that making boots now, but <laughs> guess we'll go back to the... yeah, Jeff Dude comes in the store and he's like, oh, don't, don't see a lot of sandals around. I guess they must be selling pretty good. <laughs> they just don't have the heart to break it to him. And, uh, and Jeff Dude is, is pretty boringly uh, and successfully returned back to his family as one less character to manage in the ongoing story arc. Huzzah. Huzzah. Oh, that's it. Is there anything we need to do in this town? There is a thing you need to do in this town. It really was just a segue to get you to the next thing. Okay. And Ooh. we'll just say that the mayor bursts in the, into the door. <laughs> <at> the <same laughs> <time>. <laughs> Hey, I heard there was a group of adventurers here. There was there was a whole other thing, but we're just going to fast forward to that because <laughs> who fucking cares about this little town? <laughs> we're adventurers. <laughs> I heard there was a group of adventurers in town. Uh, so yeah, the, the the mayor of this town um, finds you. Let's let's say that you know it goes actually in a natural progression. You guys aren't gonna you're not gonna drive back tonight, right? You're gonna stay at the inn. You're gonna have a meal. You're gonna get comfortable and what have you. Well, rumor of your being in town spreads pretty quickly. And the, uh, the mayor of the town huffles his way into the bar and sits down at the table and offers to, uh, and offers to pay for your drinks, your food, 
and, uh, and a stay at the inn, should you so choose, if you would look into a bit of a problem the town's been having. What Some are we talking about? Problem. Well, what are we talking about here? This is like three gold <laughs> for the night. Oh, we, we're pretty wealthy. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, paying for our meals in our room isn't, you know... A big thing. Is it gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's not a big thing, Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> With this flashy cash. Yeah, I think we can cover this. Leave us 10 gold. <laughs> I just throw it on the floor. <laughs> so the mayor is sitting at your table and, he, and you guys are asking, like, what kind of a problem it is and what the payment's going to be. And, um, he explains that it's a little farm on the outskirts of town and there used to be like a wizard or something that lived there that was enchanting things. And, uh, well, this here wizard, uh, passed away some time ago, but like apparently some of the shit's still out there doing stuff and being enchanted and what have you. And they're starting to run into some incidents in town where, these creatures they don't know what they are they don't know how to identify them but they're starting to get closer and closer to the rest of the town he says he realizes that it's pretty dangerous work and uh well yeah compensation of more than just a meal and uh and a stay is probably in order and uh he says well we we can probably we could probably scrounge up if you can clear everything out and prove that you did it you can prove that you you know are worth worth what we're going to pay you we could probably get together a hundred gold for you I'm just turn to Melvin. Guys. What's with all these dead wizards leaving their stuff behind, Melvin? Is this a thing you guys do? I don't know, man. The hundred gold doesn't trip my trigger, but enchanted shit does. Yeah. It sounds like one of those things, you know, where the reward isn't that great, but you know. There's if anything it's lucrative uh, treasure. Out of town recognition as well. I mean, we're already known, but kinda gotta prove your worth. Alright, Mr. Mayor. We'll what? go check it out. What's his name? Yeah. Mayor McCheese? Absolutely. Mayor... That's not legal. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor McParmesan. <laughs> Mayor McCheddar. <laughs> Mayor Scotty McTreasure. McCheddar. Mc... Mayor McCream. McCream? <laughs> Mayor McCream? Mayor Jack. McCream. <laughs> Call me Jack McCheddar. <laughs> Fucking whatever. It's one of those names. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows it by something else. <laughs> uh, his real name is uh, Mayor McDerry. Uh, everybody just comes up with their own thing, apparently. Mayor McMilk. Mayor Mc... 1%. Mike McMilk. <laughs> that name is disturbing for some reason. McMilk. I don't like it. <laughs> McMilk or the Mike McMilk? Mike McMilk. <laughs> Mike McMilk it is. Uh, Mike McMilk. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because it's Mayor Mike McMilk. <laughs> A lot of alliterate. <laughs> Mayor Mike McMilk. Mayor Mike McMilk. Do you, do you Member you, of the Many Men Society. Uh, are you using your fake identity at all while you're walking around? No, not right now. There's no point for me to use it here. <laughs> <laughs> Might come in handy at the Capitol. Well, it's, should you... Well, actually, I guess it doesn't really matter around here. You can change it. How long does it take to change? At will. 
at will. Hostile identity is made. Oh. I mean, it's obviously it's not instantaneous, right. but it's like the imagine putting I need up to go to the bathroom. Put a fa- and put then the fake <laughs> Colonel Cornelius Hubert comes up. <laughs> the mayor has put down this uh, this offer of a hundred whole gold to go check out this problem in town, and he looks at you all in turn and says, "So, adventurers from out of town, can I count on you for this?" Yeah, you got it. For the very good adventuring team, man. Of course you can. Excellent. Mm-hmm. For money. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Fat mayor's got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the the ale back in season. The uh, and then I can never remember what it was called. It was one of our earlier. The and in Sweetwater brandy that yeah. I thought was going to be a thing and just never turned out to be a thing for us. Yep, the Sweetwater brandy is it back? Oh, I mean, it's, it's just kind of like the big rim. I'm really excited for it to come back every time. I'm like, yes, here it comes. It's, I mean, it's like it's more or less always in season. Uh, right. But that's just from back where you guys came from. Like, it's if people have it outside of Andon, um, that's like their own personal stash. Okay. Well, fuck it. You know what? Mm-hmm. We can say that. Let's let's make it a, a chance thing. Say a 25 percent chance they've got it at this inn, and they do. Holy shit! Nice uh-huh. roll. For me, for you. <laughs> Clap your hand. Nice job, me. Good job. Pat me. Pat me on the back. Yep, I'm gonna order me some and then sweet water brandy. Nice. The mayor's kind of like, oh, of course. As soon as I'm paying, you're getting the most expensive thing on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> you're get right. you, get you a couple of ribeyes with that, son. Also, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Can I get two of those? <laughs> He uh, grudgingly is uh, is agreeable to getting you two glasses of brandy at 10 a.m. Too expensive glasses of brandy. You already hired me. Let's do this. So he gives you guys some directions to a farm on the outskirts of town. And he says that uh, basically good luck and check back in with him when you're done. Okay. Good. Good. Well, all right then. Right, what but... outskirts of town? Joy. Did we decide? Has that been said? Doesn't matter. Weast. <laughs> we shall head weast. That's a joke from SpongeBob SquarePants. So, you know, we we appeal to all ages here at get. <laughs> no, it's it is to the west of town. This little farmhouse here. Well. Proceed west. Are you drunk, Kulvik? I don't think Two glasses of uh, sweet water brandy will really do a whole lot to me. I'm feeling like it's going to be a good day, but... Yeah, feeling feeling nice. Mm-hmm. So you guys are, like, getting halfway to the edge of town, and then and you hear uh, Mayor Mike McMilk running <laughs> up behind you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And he pulls out a handful of loose keys from his pocket. Oh, no. <laughs> Picks one out and gives it to you. And he's like, you'll need the key to the farmhouse if you want to go in here. <laughs> okay, thanks. That's all I had. And he runs back to the town, keys a jangling. <laughs> Come on, guy. Get your shit together, Mayor Mike McMilk. <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, so you arrive at the farm. It's probably about one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon when you guys get there. It's a reasonably large farm. It's several buildings, several little patches of, um, uh, what would you call it? Crops, I guess, just in general. Crops. Uh, <laughs> crops. Yes, crops. 
you do notice that there are a lot of um, grapes, grapevines, things of that nature that are scattered about. Several of the buildings seem to be for processing and making of wine, etc. Uh, things seem like they're a little bit overgrown in some areas, but you notice that the majority of this place seems fairly tidy. Um, it does not seem like a place where somebody died some time ago. But uh, you're not seeing anything moving. You're not seeing any, like, even so much as, like, squirrels and shit like that. It just seems like, uh, it seems like a pretty damned abandoned place. Uh-oh. I hope it's not one of those terrible, undescribable monsters here again. Oh, oh no. Tired of those things popping into existence. <laughs> hey, is there a horror here? <laughs> we don't. Oh. We don't feel weird like the last time. <laughs> uh, so, you guys cautiously and perceptively move your way around the farm for quite some time, and you get like a you know spooky feeling here or there, but like you don't find anything. Um, this just kind of looks like a, a well-kept slash abandoned farm, and that's about it. Hmm. Uh, it's now, let's say, like, you guys search around, you search thoroughly, you search well. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon, and you just haven't found anything of note. Let's look around. Well, I could ask uh, Hiaya if anything is, like, any information, um... And the only thing else I can think of is I'm worried about nightfall. Uh, Roscoe, maybe you should use your x-ray vision. Maybe there's something we can't see. In the farmhouse? I don't know, sure. Alright, what I'll do. Penetrate. Your penetrating vision comes alive. You look around, you can see, you know, up to three feet in uh, the dirt, and you can see through the wooden walls, and... You can kind of see all over the place, and uh, nothing new or special is revealed to you other than, like, you know, the insides of some things. Hmm. And this is where all the enchanted shit's supposed to be, eh? Is there any outbuildings, or just the farmhouse stuff? There's several. You search through those as well. You don't really see anything. Well, guys, I guess there's nothing here to see. Mystery solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty, pretty shitty adventure all the way around, but I guess we get 100 gold. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well, how long did it take to get out here? A couple hours. Just a couple hours? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. plant a magic bean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude's about right. About to <laughs> out some crops. I don't have a better idea. Nope. Nope. The only thing I can think of is, uh, let's stay here overnight and lay some traps. But <laughs> it seems a lot better, actually. <laughs> this is way more exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have planted and watered a magic bean. How did you water it? <laughs> With whatever we have. Like that. Fucking thing that squirts water. Our <laughs> <laughs> description of things will get better and better. Uh-huh. <laughs> Flask of unending Bullshit. squirting. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Oh my god. <sighs> I suppose okay. I can open up a... I think we need to update that in the inventory. <laughs> What's it called again? The Flask of un- Unending Squirting. <laughs> Is it unending or never-ending squirting? <laughs> unending. <laughs> Unending's got a very different connotation to it. It does. Okay, so, um, Roscoe, I guess I'll I'll have you uh, roll your percentile dice to determine the effect. I think we should all lay one down. But... 43. 43. Huh. Well, that's interesting. 
Um. <laughs> so one d six plus six shriekers sprout from that spot. So let me roll a one d six. Are shriekers good? Um. No. If They're... you remember from my adventure, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing you fought before. Uh, do do do. They bring out do, do, do. <laughs> Okay. So, from where you are standing, and you see the... So, actually, let me get a little context here. Are you, like... Are you doing this discreetly? Are, like, all of you standing around giggling and then pouring the planting and pouring? Like... I want to say we planted it and ran away. Because that's hindsight, knowing there are shriekers. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Uh, so, yeah. so, you guys are, like, a bunch of six-year-olds lighting off fireworks. You're planting it and running behind a building and giggling. Sounds about right. Yep. Because um, I suppose you guys don't actually really know what any of these beans do in character, aside from uh, what was the the eggs, but you never even saw that hatch. <laughs> no, we have no clue what these do. All right, so what happens here is moments later, or a minute later, uh, a group of medium unaligned plants grows up out of the ground, eight of them to be specific, and immediately all of them um, begin screaming. Uh, They emit what is actually specifically a shriek audible within 300 feet and continues to shriek and continues to shriek. Um, So you've got a big group of screaming fungi in the middle of uh, where you guys are hanging out. Cool. This should not be a problem in the future. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. There's not anything else that's going to happen because of this. Nope. That only makes sense. Should we just plant another one and see what happens then? Well, we should probably make <clears throat> those things stop shrieking first. Why? Because they hurt my ears. I'm very startled by this and I don't like them. How do we do that? Well, you just go up and start smashing them, I guess. Yeah, they okay. don't. I don't think they hurt us. Cold but then I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to run up very angrily and start trying to break this thing down. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to go into initiative. Yay. Yay. Let me just make a handful of other brief dice rolls that distinctly, definitely don't mean anything. Uh, The Shriekers got a 12. Nothing more interesting than the sound of dice getting rolled over (laughs) and over again. Kolvik, what'd you get on your initiative roll? Got a 22. 22? Hot damn. Melvin, what did you get? Seven. Seven for Melvin and Roscoe. What did you get? 24. 24. <laughs> All right. The Shriekers rolled a negative two, and that's just going to become a zero for us in our turn order tracker here. You may notice that there are also some other things. Well... Technically, you don't notice that there are other things in the turn tracker at this point, but there are other things in the turn tracker. And some things happen, some things happen. Roscoe, with a 24, you are the very first one to go. Is that dark out? It is on the map. Really thought you guys would be here at night if that wasn't obvious. Let me just get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Melvin, what's your hit points? 66. Okay. Could be here at night. How long did it take for us to get here? Not very long.
So sorry to interrupt here, folks, but a quick note on what just happened. I had originally built this map for a nighttime encounter, and it was a part of that encounter that the gang wouldn't be able to see some of the things further away in the darkness. But they were here during the day. When I removed the dynamic lighting feature in Roll20, which is an excellent feature, by the way, from the map, it suddenly revealed all of the stuff they weren't supposed to be able to see before. Uh, it wasn't really clear in this part of the episode, though, so I just wanted to jump in and explain why we're talking about it the way we're talking about it. Anyway, back into the episode. Yeah, now you're seeing them all. Oh, <laughs> yep. I don't know what that is. It's some shit. Um, I'm going to shoot my bow at the Shriekers. Uh-oh. Because we probably don't notice anything else outside of the perimeter, correct? Yeah, so here's the here's the fly in the ointment for the way that I'm presenting this here is effectively there's going to be some things that are going to start coming at you guys, but mm-hmm. because you got here during the day and my thing that makes it so you can't see shit at night uh, is no longer effective. So just pretend you don't see any of those things that are on the outside, basically. They're very <laughs> sneaky. Very sneaky. Uh, so, Roscoe shoots his bow and arrow at the Shriekers. I'll have you go ahead and make a attack roll. 21. 21 is more than enough to hit. And that's 10 damage. Ah, uh, 10 damage. Alright, so a chunk of the Shriekers are blown away by what you have done. They're, like, blown away by that, man. There are now less Shriekers. You want to move or do anything else on your turn? Kolvik, over to you. Okay. Well, for some reason, these things, um, I just really did not like their sound that they were emitting or uh, emitting. And so I was going to just charge at them full speed and try to be able to stop them anywhere I can. Okay. Four, five. And those are five foot squares, correct? Yeah, so you... I'm just going to go straight ahead full speed. You could make it one more. Yep, and uh, go ahead and stop there, staring at these things and listening to them do their evil shrieks. Okay. So that's the beginning of some shit happening. Kolvik is making his way over to the shriekers as they stand. And um, you guys hear some noises. And you look about, and you notice that several groups of vines appear to be moving. They are, like, just all over the place, in the ground, around trees, uh, apparently leaning up against fence posts and rails, and these groups of vines just start animating and walking towards you. You do notice, however, that these things are moving fairly slow. They are. So several groups of these vine monsters start advancing towards you from all around you. You are now realizing that you guys are fairly well surrounded. And Melvin, it comes over to your turn. Man. Um, well, you have magic beans. (laughs) (laughs) How big are these things? They are medium-sized creatures, so in other words, roughly the same size as you guys. I'm raising in my head, I'm saying crab people. Crab people. Vine people. Um, I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to whisper ploob. Ooh. 
Then I'm going to activate my levitation amulet. And um, I'm going to see if I can get out of danger maybe on top of one of these houses that are to my left or to my right. Maybe the one to my left here. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and just scoot yourself to the... Yeah, there you go. Just like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. works for both of us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 All right, Melvin is up on top of that building. I would say that's well within your movement speed. Do you want to do anything else on your turn? Does that consume an action when I utilize my amulet? Um, yes, I think we've been bad about playing it as an action in the past, but yes, it should consume an action to whisper the command word. All right. So, fuck you, you don't get to do anything else on your turn. <laughs> that's why I asked. All right. Another group of these here dudes scoots on forward. Got a real uh, Night of the Living Dead thing going on, if you haven't figured that out yet. It's just a lot of real slow-moving, sort of zombie-esque things all coming at you out of the shadows. Coming at you out of the shadows from the vineyard. KDND. <laughs> you had a real disc jockey vibe there. That's what I was going for. I do kind of like that. KD&D. Episode 57, Batawang was released on November 18th, 2018. You'll get another dose of adventuring in one week, because we are... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! <laughs> I don't know, just leave me a shoe or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your lace. <laughs> What are you? Uh, shoelace you got there. <laughs> Something that they need, but it's really insignificant. So, so, would you like to pawn that or <laughs> straight up for cash? What brand is your belt? <laughs> what, what? Uh, you got a key ring? <laughs> no, I don't want any of the keys. I just want the ring. Those <laughs> keys are loose. <laughs> He's like, but the, what? That was only like four or five dollars. You owe me ten, so. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, throw a neck massage, dollar even. You walking around with a pocket full of loose keys is payment enough for me. <laughs> it'd, it'd be funny if that's just how somebody lived their life. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Scratching through them like a poor person, with some with pennies. <laughs> what the fuck? What an absurd image! Why is it such an absurd image to think about somebody with a handful of keys, and not on a key ring like some kind of heathen? I just like the fact that he didn't like hold them in his hand. He had to put them down and then sort them in with his fingers. Oh, dude, if you're Tell that You're... person to fuck off. If I saw <laughs> Put your keys on a fucking ring, <laughs> fucking clown. Hey, look at this clown. Get your shit together. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like get a ring. 
I just like the feel of loose keys, okay? <laughs> and I don't think I could picture him getting all defensive because everyone would say that and be like, oh, what? You want to lose all your keys at once, huh? <laughs> yeah. My mother was killed by a key ring. <laughs> it's a weird story. Why doesn't carry one? All right. That was a significant derail.